Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Let me ask you, if a drummer is mm-hmm. playing to a click track, right? not playing to the song, playing to a click track, right, uh, apparently Charlie Watts will now and again play to a click track. I'm okay with that. that it so am I. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, right here on the Rock School Radio Network. Hi, Tammy. How are things? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Hey, uh, we didn't announce this last week, and we probably should have, and the reason we didn't is probably because of all the hurricane uh, activity that we have, but the Rock School Radio Show has once again won a major award. It's a major award. It's a major award. We won a lamp that looks like a woman's leg. (laughs) In reality, we won, and I'm holding it here in front of the microphone. Hopefully, you can look uh, real strongly at your speakers, and you'll be able to see what it looks like. It's the International Communicator Award, and not only did we win the gold trophy, we won the gold trophy across three different areas, so it is, without a doubt, the largest um, I guess award. Can that you we tell won. them the three different areas? Yes, production, long form radio, and news. I'm not sure how we got into the news category, but we won. Hey, and we'll we won take it. it. Yeah, we won it for the Michael Jackson, um, Paul McCartney ATV catalog show. That's the one we. That was sent a great off. show. It was fun. obviously it was a great show. We it was won the all best these awards. Show. Best show ever. Best show ever. You know, I wish the gold statue was like a little uh, Michael Jackson. Wouldn't, wouldn't that, that have be, been nice? Wouldn't that be cute, too? I'm looking at it right now. You know, it looks a little like uh, Michael Jackson. No, it does. It yeah. looks like an Emmy. We'll take a picture of it. It is a radio Emmy, basically. Uh, we'll take a picture of it. We'll put it up on uh, the Facebook. And by the way, search Rock School Radio Show on the Facebook. Like and you us. will the find us. All right. And like us, you really like us. Now, here's uh, this is the second show of what I'm considering a real loose twofer. Last week we talked about bands who uh, who used offstage musicians, and the whole time I was researching this, I ran into the topic that we're going to talk about today because people kind of put them in the same category. I don't, but a lot of people do. Right. So last week was offstage musicians, an actual human being sitting off the stage playing where no one could see him. I'm still angry. Go okay. ahead. This week, we're talking about bands that uses tape. I know it's not tape. It's digital. It's backing tracks, that kind of thing. Does it bother you if you go to see a band and that band is using their strings are on digital? Their what have you is on digital. Their synth is on digital. Should it be on digital? Should it be on tape? Or should they just keep hiring musicians until they're able to perform the music that they wrote and recorded? It makes me mad. Does it? If you it if you does. found out they were using tapes? Well, and the reason it makes me mad is because where we live, 
Uh, you can walk down the street. We just did last night, even yeah. in our hometown, right. and, and there's a band playing. Sure, live, live music everywhere in Louisiana. There is no hiding. Right. There we, is nothing covering. There's no you know boombox with additional music that they're playing to. These people play instruments, and right. so can you. You're were, the best. And what we're, was it? Was it seven people were playing New Orleans jazz yeah. last night live? Yeah. You couldn't and having have a great it. time. Right. Dave uh, Grohl, the Foo Fighter front man, says he absolutely hates these things, calling it a crutch. He said, quote, we don't try to play perfectly like on the record. He said, we don't use backing tracks. I'd rather sound awful than have technology change things on a whim. I don't want to be Linkin Park or Motley Crue because of today's technology. They feel naked when it comes to playing live. There is a human element in playing live. That's what he says. No way you use tapes. You agree with Dave Grohl? I am I am in. No way you should ever use tapes. And by the way, if you're thinking, oh, this all started with Millie Vanilli, oh, no. goes back farther than that. No, Although, it doesn't. we are going to talk about Millie Vanilli. So Dave Grohl whoa, whoa, will whoa, kick whoa, us. Wait. What? 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 Are what? you going to play? some Millie Vanilli? Not a chance in God's green, perfect blue and green planet. Okay, let's just get that out of the way yeah. so we don't lose uh, people, you know? And on we go. It's Foo Fighters on Rock School. Talking about backtracking here and bands that live use either overdubs or they bring in entire sections or they bring in backup. It's it's the concept. It's not everything, but it's the concept of lip syncing. And by the way, backtracking and all that kind of stuff is right. not what it's called in the business. What's it called? In the business, it's called tracked band or tracked vocals. Tracked vocals is a fancy way of saying lip sync. And here's the thing about lip sync. People really give Britney Spears heck for lip syncing, and she lip syncs the whole way through yeah. her concert. So does Mariah Carey. Right. You know. Oh, Mariah should now, huh? The thing is, what you're doing is dancing and going crazy and what have you. Mick Jagger can do all of his own singing because he's yeah. simply sort of dancing around by himself. But if you're putting on all this full choreography, and you listened to the person singing. I mean, try to sing a, a melody and then let me just sort of shake your shoulders. Well, maybe when Britney's 60, she'll do an unplugged episode and, you know, just her and a guitar. It's it's possible. Let her sing. It's possible. Think Ashley Simpson. We're going to get to that general thing. Oh. Uh, there's also live band tracked vocals. That's Britney Spears. There's live vocals tracked band. Think of a singer in a nightclub or a rap performance where they're only singing to uh, records that some DJs playing around on. Karaoke. And the idea of this tracked band is kind of neat because then you get to the question, here comes a guy or a woman who wishes to perform for you and it's just him or it's just her. There are all kinds of neato mosquito things digital machinery yes. that you can buy, say, you know, James Brown's song and what you have is a foot pedal that you step on to play the introduction. Then you can step on it to play the chorus. You could step on it to play what have you. And the reason you want all those step-ons is because if the song is really killing it, you can keep the song going. And we've seen it done we've extremely seen it done. well, especially right. um, on a cruise ship. 
Yeah. But and the, the, the difference was the guy and the girl had a phenomenal voice. That's true. That's true. The and prop, he was very smooth. What you get into, she was a singer, he was a guitarist. Mm-hmm. What, what you get into on the cruise ship is no matter what you're looking at, it's cheesy. Mm-hmm. It's a cruise ship, thus it's cheesy. That's And, and that is what I found a lot in these blogs where musicians were talking about whether they should use backing tracks or not. And they say, yeah, it'll work. But the thing is, you look cheesy. But they didn't. Here's the thing about this couple. They were hiding nothing. He had everything right there. Right. Oh, no. Showing you. You knew it. You knew it. Because we even went up and talked to him after it was over. And Mm -hmm. he was like, oh, yeah, this is what I do. Here how this is how I've got everything cataloged. Right. He hid nothing. He even, if I'm not mistaken, he's the guy that made every one of his songs available. There was like a little booklet. Yep. And you could make a request. That's and, it. Uh, I requested uh, Steely Dan Josie. Uh huh. And they performed it very well. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, it was nice. That's right. We cruise. Shut up. <laughs> uh, there is also live with additional backing tracks, which is just fills what fills out the band, which is what got ELO in trouble, and we'll talk about ELO low in just a minute here but first if you're thinking well what kind of machinery is done and do people really care anymore you know this uh, the group 21 pilots our kids are really into oh, it yeah. you know my name is blurry face yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just two guys okay it's a drummer and then another person out front with a bass or a guitar what have you and all the additional music is done by this thing called a Roland SPD SX sampling pad Josh Dunn who plays the drums is in charge of starting the songs, finishing the songs, and what have you. Everything is played to a click track. You know what Mm -hmm. a click track is? Just keeps the rhythm. Right, exactly that. And what he does is he has this sort of nine segmented pad, and when it comes time, he reaches over with a drumstick and bang. Oh, and that's how he does it with the drumstick, huh? That's exactly it. What he's doing is amazing. I mean, to keep all of that ready and move the band forward. Well, it's obviously amazing because, you know, they're they're having a huge success with with a a group of people. They are, but see, our generation, no, but my kids, they're fine with it. They seem to be okay with it. Um, Music has no intrinsic value, thus let a machine do it. Here you go, heavy, dirty soul, 21 pilots on rock school. There's an imposition in my mind's imagination, I hope they talk on smokers, I'm smoking them at the basement. This is not rap, this is not hip hop, just another attempt to make the voices stop rapping to prove nothing, just writing to say something, cause I wasn't the only one who wasn't rushing to say nothing, this doesn't. Can you say what Top of the Pops is? I don't. Top of the Pops is sort of the American bandstand from the UK. Oh, okay. I, I know what you're talking about now. Right. Yep, yep. That's where all the new music comes on. Well, here's the thing. It, there used to be sort of an unwritten rule for a long time on American Bandstand that you did not voice track it. Right. You, you sing. No lip syncing. Right. Yep. You play. Well, Top of the Pops is absolutely the opposite. It's a television show and they want nothing to go wrong. <laughs> so you sing to a pre-recorded track. Oh my. Twice people got upset about this. Morrissey was one of those. <laughs> and what he did is he sang into a fern no. instead of the microphone. Oh, that's hilarious. And then Nirvana simply didn't play. Right. Yeah. And Cobain sang the whole thing an octave down. So he's he's. He, with the lights out, it's less dangerous. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that is on, on uh, YouTube, and you can find that. So, Nirvana on Rock School.
remember, as we come into the first break, when we went to see Fallout Boy, do you remember, it was AWOL Nation in yeah. Paris, they opened yep. for them. Loved Paris, and it was just uh, right. fake as could be, right? No, no, Paris was Paris a live Paris was real, band. the others oh, were fake. yeah. Okay. No, AWOL Nation was fine. Do you remember me saying to you that Fallout Boy just didn't seem to be with us? They were all sort of just listening. Yes. Every song yes. sounded so perfectly like the record. Yes, it did. Leads me to believe that may, they may not have been using backing tracks. They may have been listening to the song. Because when you have those earphones in, you can pump anything through them you want. Oh, you ever notice geez. when you're singing a song by yourself, you can't remember all the words, but when you've got the song playing in the oh, car, yeah, my lips move. you know every single word. I wonder if that's it. Because every song was on the money. They never deviated. No. I wonder if that's what they were doing. I don't know. Here you go. ELO. This is, in my opinion, really where it all started. Was there lip syncing before this? Sure. The first MGM all singing, all dancing movie was, you know, it's called Broadway Melody. It was lip synced. In fact, it was tap synced. The girls were tapping in ballet <laughs> shoes. That's amazing. ELO was nailed for this back on their Out of the Blue tour. The reason was that Jeff Lynne didn't like how the recorded violins and cellos sounded live. So instead of finding new miking ways, and I'm sure they tried and tried and tried, right. what they did was take the recordings and play them over top of the band. So that when the band is playing, all the strings yeah. came out and sounded wonderful because they were recorded earlier into a studio. Uh. How did it get caught? Well... There was a VH tape that came out. This is how old this was. It was called Out of the Blue Tour Live at Wembley. And it was one of those things that if you knew ELO, you could hear it. That's not being played. That's that's exactly what's on and, the and record. And somebody uh, questioned it? Or oh, it got picked what? apart like crazy. Oh, okay. It got picked apart like crazy. It was also suggested at the same time that Boston was using backing tracks live because to get that Tom Schultz sound yeah. live is really difficult. It would be. Schultz has never admitted it. ELO has. Yeah, we did it. Um, Schultz has never admitted it. If he ever did it, I'm not suggesting he did, but I'll tell you what, that sound is difficult but to But ELO get live. just said, yeah, we did it and well, went on. I don't know that they shrugged and said, yeah, we did it. Did I um, shrug? Yeah, you shrugged. <laughs> the thing is, they, they really got... They got nailed for it. Uh-huh. People, people really thought that was non-musicianship. But did people stop liking them and buying their music and coming to see them? No, of course not. Okay. No. You know, I, I understand how much of a jerk some musicians are, but I'm going to go see them. Yeah, these things happen. So we got to take a break. Go ahead and tell us who is listening to us uh, from our list of 17 uh, radio stations. Yay, 17. Yay. KRFY, Sandpoint, Idaho. Super. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Trivia question for you coming out of the break. Okay. When you go to see or when you went to see Queen Live, I'm assuming they still do it, when they would play Bohemian Rhapsody, mm -hmm. the band would obviously play the beginning part and then that entire centric, you know, Galileo, Galileo, oh, yeah. Galileo. Yep. What the band did is they left the stage and played a recording of that middle piece. 
And then when you hear that big, strong drum hit, whack, bum, 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 bum. They would come back in? They'd come back in. So rather than attempt to recreate it live, they decided to run a tape. Is that bad? Or do you think that was a smart idea? Well, they're, they're, it's not like they're trying to hide anything. They're, right, they they're, left the stage. Left, they left the stage. They're letting you know exactly. this is what we're doing. Yeah, well, I I don't dislike that. That that makes sense to me, and I don't know why. Maybe I'm just a huge Queen fan, and it's residual liking. If I like it, it's good. If no, you don't I, like it, it I stinks. I think if you're in on what's going on, that you're okay with it. If, if the audience knows. If the audience knows, okay. but if something's trying to be hidden, then it becomes a different story. Ed Sheeran caught all kinds of heck earlier this year for his live at Glastonbury, okay? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about Ed Sheeran. He's not touring with a huge band. So what he's doing is using, I believe it's a Boss RC3, which is a click pedal, that what you do is you step on it, you tell it to begin recording, and then you play something. When you click off of it, it loops it. Okay. So, and then he'd play something else yeah. and he'd loop that. Then he'd I play gotcha. something else and he'd the loop that. The dude's been used to playing by himself. Right. right. And it would build and build and build into a full song. Gotcha. Well, he caught all kinds of heck for using backing tracks. And here he said, no, it's not a backing track. I'm using a sampler. Everything I play is live. What do you think? Does that fall under this umbrella? Or does Ed Sheeran get a pass even though he's allowing digital to be his backup band. Uh, well, I think when there's one person, just like we were talking about the, the two people that needed the additional help, he's telling you what he's doing. Yeah, you can either you know, buy the you, ticket you or not. You can either sit there and watch him or you can, you know, go off and do something else. That's true. You know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. he's not hide. He is not hiding anything. Right, and he didn't say, no, I didn't back. He yeah. told you exactly what he did. That's exactly yeah. what I'm doing. Ed Sheeran on Rock School. Okay, coming into the bottom of the hour, here's a few where the technical got in the way and nailed people. Mariah Carey got caught in a technical glitch on New Year's Rockin' Eve. Do you remember that? I do. She had no idea how to handle it. (laughs) And, you know, you, you try to blame it on somebody, I assume. The Red Hot Chili Peppers were literally unplugged at their performance in the Super Bowl with Bruno Mars. Mm -hmm. The guitarist and bassist, Flea, were playing instruments that were plugged into nothing. If you looked at the bottom of the instrument, nothing was going into the quarter-inch input hole. Oh, my gosh. And Beyonce, finally, after social media just ripped her a new one, finally said that, yeah, 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 I lip-synced the national anthem for Obama's second inauguration. She said it was because of the temperature and it would be difficult for her to put on such a large show. You know what? Okay, I understand the temperature thing, but what did you do? Go into the studio and record it that morning? Gee, it's really cold. I don't really give her a pass for that. I I think Uh. that that is one thing that never, no one ever needs to to lip sync the uh, national anthem ever. Right. Especially when you've got, especially when you've got Whitney Houston, the one that she did before the the Olympics started, which knocked everyone on their tail. Look, either do that or don't. Look, not yeah. if a, if a star can't do it, guess what? Yeah. There's someone in the audience 
that lives up the street from whatever Super Bowl, Superdome, whatever, that can sing that song like crazy. Yeah. Get them. Get a local. Well, what do you? What, how many times have you heard it said, the greatest musicians are the ones that are playing Friday night at the local bar. That's it. <laughs> They're not making millions. So, bottom of the hour, I'm Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. These are the Rock and Roll Dates, September 18th all the way through September 24th. September 24th. 24th, what a... Oh, shut up. It's another epochal date, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, seven days, 70 seconds. You got Monday, go. September 18th. 1970, Jimi Hendrix is found dead. Yep. September 19th, 1985, Frank Zappa, John Denver, and Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister testify at a Senate hearing in front of the PMRC. September 20th, 1969, the Archies are at number one with Sugar Sugar. Sugar. We don't exist. Uh, September 21, 1979, Bruce Springsteen debuts his song, The River, at Madison Square Garden. September 22nd, 2015, Happy Birthday is put into the public domain. Right, used to be owned by a movie company, oh. and they made a ton of cash oh, off I'm it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. September 23, 1992, actress Daryl Hannah breaks up with Jackson Brown, claiming that he hit her. Ouch. And then finally, on September 24th, 1991, Nirvana's Nevermind is released. However, on September 24th, uh, all the way back in 1988, you stood and said, I do, in front of me. How many years are we going to be married this time? I have no idea. You don't know, really? No, I 29. don't keep up with it. I'm the girl in this relationship. You really are. I know. Motley Crue, we saw the last uh, Motley Crue tour. Yes. Here's the concern. Mick, Uh-oh. Mick Mars admitted on the Eddie Trunk show on XM Sirius Radio that they do indeed use backing vocals, stating it could have been all the way up to 70% on tape. There are even YouTube videos, and I've listened to them. The audio just stinks. But there are YouTube videos showing errors with these guys using the track. And one of your favorites is going to be Mick Mars playing the solo. But the verse just keeps going underneath him. Wow. Oh, problem. Girls, girls, girls. Motley Crue on Rock School. Coming into the second break, have you ever heard of M.F. Doom? M.F. Doom, no, well, I He's haven't. a rapper. He wears a mask. So here's the thing. No one can see him lip syncing. No one can see that it's really M.F. Doom. And he was caught voice tracking and also caught doing two concerts at the same time. He just sent another person up there and that person sort of danced to the to the track. Really? He's got a mask on. You couldn't tell who it is. Oh, my goodness. That's clever. I don't know. I might give him a, a break for that. That's clever. Let me tell you the story of Millie Vanilli. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's what happened. Millie Vanilli were these two handsome guys, and you know, I know what people are going to say. It's Millie Vanilli. We know what they did, so let's tear them apart. Now stop it. Millie Vanilli won the Grammy for 
uh, Best New Artist because they were two handsome guys from Germany who could dance and they were fun to oh, look at. Oh, they were at. so cute. Yeah, they oh. were. They, I mean, they were cut like Bruce or Lee and all this kind of stuff. Yes. The problem is they couldn't sing. So the guy who was in charge of them decided to bring in these studio musicians who weren't cut like Bruce Lee, had them record it, and Millie Vanilli went out and lip-synced. It was, in fact, exactly what you think it was. It was a great rock and roll swindle, to to <laughs> quote you know the, the Sex Pistols. Well, July 21st, 1989, they were doing a live performance in front of thousands and thousands of people. And furthermore, it was being broadcast on MTV. It was the Lake Compounce theme park in Bristol, Connecticut. So what happened was they performed almost the entire concert. There's like two songs left. You know the song they did? Girl, you know it's true. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. I love you. Right. I mean, the song mm-hmm. sucks so bad we all know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's afterwards. Let's tear them apart. But Millie Vanilli came out in, in, it was in 1991 this happened, and they hit the button and something skipped. And it went, girl, you know it, girl, you know it, girl, you know yep. it, girl, you And this video's all over YouTube. Oh, yeah, YouTube. I've seen it. Yep. And Rob and Fab ran off stage, and it took downtown Julie Brown to tell them, look, no one's going to notice, no one's going to care, go complete the concert. People noticed, yep. people cared. And oh, then, it killed them. Yeah, the Watergate yes. began, and one of them has already passed, committed yeah. suicide, and the other is trying to make his uh, his way as a singer in uh, in Germany. So there you go. Who else is listening to us? Well, that would be KPUL in Decorah, Iowa. KPVL. That's my fault. Oh, yeah, I my can't, gosh. I can't write worth a darn. Goodness. Yeah. Sorry about that. It. Yeah, we should have voice tracked that. Okay, back in a minute here on Rock School. <laughs> When you were younger, did you sort of think to yourself, Saturday Night Live was going to be my live music of the week? This is where I get to see the new band. Yes, exactly. I remember when the Rolling Stones were on there. It was just the coolest thing, too. Mm-hmm. Lorraine Newman introduced him. I got Mick Jagger. Exactly. Oh, it's huh? really wonderful. Well, there are three rather embarrassing uh, items that happened on Saturday Night Live with people lip syncing. I'm really of the opinion you shouldn't be allowed to lip sync on Saturday Night Live. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, you can't do it. Nothing's re- hidden. No no lip syncing. Exactly. None of that stuff. It, it's It's got to be out in the open. I'm with you. I remember distinctly when uh, the Spice Girls came on and sang and they had three backup singers. Are you kidding me? Aren't you five women? <laughs> you know, and then boys to men come on the next, the next uh, week. They're four guys and they're singing with a stand up bass guitar yeah and you can just okay there's your talent there right you there go, kids right? all right so number one kanye west got nailed lip-syncing badly apparently he sang a different verse to what was actually playing november 13th eminem did rap god and berserk and he blatantly voice tracked it because his mouth was shut while words were coming out That's a problem. And the one I think everybody remembers is Ashley Simpson Mm -hmm. in October 2004. Oh, yeah. So what exactly happened? There's all these things that they screwed up, this and what have you. 
pieces of me is what she was supposed to play. If you remember, she came out at the end of the show and said, I'm so sorry, my band started playing the wrong song and I didn't know what to do, so I did a hoedown. Yeah, she did which that is interesting. stupid, yeah, dance. So what happened? The best description of the incident was the band either missed the opening cue or were surprised by the song because they were listening to things in their headphones and a click track should have started them to play. And when they got started, you could remember the guitarist attempted to start playing a song to save the day. Yeah. And she didn't know what to do. Then later, she, this happened in October, in January uh, 2005, which would be what, three months later, she was to perform La La at the halftime show for the Orange Bowl in Miami and almost got booed off the stage. 70,000 oh, people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was done. Simpson then tried to build creativity or credibility, my apology, later in 05 with the U.S. and Canada tour that was only her and a very small band making it as clear as possible. Look, I am actually singing these songs. So. I couldn't even tell you today if she can actually sing or not. I, oh, I, I can't name I have a song. No, I, I have no idea. Yeah, the only song I know by her is Pieces of Me because of what happened on Saturday Night Live, mm -hmm. but that doesn't make you rich. Uh, I'm not playing Ashley Simpson. Uh, we missed ELO. Here's ELO in high school. Final break here on Rock School. Did you know it's sort of an open secret that Rush uses a variety of pre-recorded tracks? I did not. I don't know how they couldn't. I'm dead serious about that. I don't know how they couldn't. Some of those synths that are in there, I mm -hmm. also understand that... Uh, I, I get it that Alex Lifeson is there in case Getty Lee has trouble, but if Getty Lee steps away and you have a voice track, you can bring the voice track up. So uh. Supposedly, Madonna uh, lip-synced on the Sticky Sweet Tour, if you remember. Uh, she was also told to drop dead by Elton John because she won Best Live Act. And he said, are you kidding me? She's lip-syncing. That was lovely. Let me ask you, if a drummer is mm -hmm. playing to a click track, right? not playing to the song, playing to a click track, right? Uh, apparently, Charlie Watts will now and again play to a click track. I'm okay with that. It, that it keeps so you am time. I. I get to, I, that keeps you on time. I, I would have to play with a, with a track doing that. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people won't record with click tracks. Uh, some people will record with click tracks. It's, uh, it's in the drumming world. It's something to go back and forth and get all upset about. And the one we're going to finish up on, The Who had to admit it on their 1973 Quadrophenia tour. What was happening is all of the songs that had all the additional stuff on it, yeah. the, uh, instead of hiring somebody, they tried to do it with tapes and all of that. And it came to a head on November 5th in Newcastle when troubles caused all kinds of problems and Pete Townsend had an absolute meltdown. He brought Bob Pritchard, the sound engineer, on stage and basically berated him in front of the audience. And they then finished the tour by all the songs that had little samples and all that kind of stuff oh. in it. They stopped playing them. Is that anywhere? Can I find that on tape out there? You know, I don't know. Oh, I, didn't I need to look see that. It. It's, it's one of those things that in the world of the who, it's something most people know about. That wow. He brought him up and really gave him heck on that. And that was from the Quadrophenia tour back in 1973. So I have some songs from Quadrophenia, and uh, I'll play those to wrap I us up. I have a great name of a new tour. A new tour? Yeah. Go ahead. The Just Admitted Tour. The Just Admitted Tour, right. <laughs> We're drunk. We're, drunk. We're just going to admit it. Drummer's high. 
Yeah, and, there is uh, no there's no real songs going on here. We're gonna we're it's gonna all tape. We're gonna play the album and jump around a little bit, and um, <laughs> when we have to use the bathroom, we'll just. We're go taking into that. your money. We're That's right. just gonna admit it. The the give us your money and you can look at us tour. That's not bad. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. That's it. Class is dismissed. Mm-hmm.